Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. So just to recap, I am recording this as a Facebook live and I just hit the record button on the podcast. So I will also throw this audio into the podcast. So let's talk about the new moon and other things that are happening right now. So you may know that we just had the fall equinox here in the Northern hemisphere and the fall equinox is a time where the day and the night are equal. It's like the day of the year where, you know, cause it, the, the sun amount, the amount of light that we have the sun is changing by a few minutes every day. And so the fall equinox is the day where they're like equal as equal as they're going to get as far as I know. Right. And so we just had that and now we have a new moon. Um, and I think last year I seem to remember the full moon was happening really close to the fall equinox. So that's just interesting, interesting little tidbit. Um, this new moon happening is happening in Virgo where we also have Mercury retrograding. So that's sidereal Virgo. And I just want to be clear because I know it gets confusing sometimes if you just follow astrology pages as many of us who have interest in astrology do. Um, like I know when I was kind of starting on my astrology journey, I would just follow all the astrologers I could find. And it got very confusing when what they were saying was different. I was like, wait, what sign is it in? Like what? Like, you know, so sidereal Virgo, a reminder, um, Vedic astrology uses a sidereal zodiac. I have tons of resources on my website about that. In fact, if you're watching this on the Facebook live, you can click on my profile um, and go my Facebook profile and right there in my profile, I have, um, the one that says link in bio. I have a few different links there for like yogiscopes.com, but if you go to the one that says yogiscopes.com slash link in bio without any spaces or punctuation or anything, um, you will find an article that says what is Vedic astrology. And so I, um, I detailed it there, like what is the sidereal zodiac, and and so I have tons of resources, so I don't feel the need to explain it super in depth. Um, but it's interesting if you haven't explored those resources, go ahead and check that out. Um, it's it's a little bit more astronomically accurate. It's still not perfectly astronomically accurate, and you can dive into those resources if you want to hear more about that. But um, so yeah, so the moon. If you were to get like an app, like any app on your phone or whatever. Um, to look, or you can go to Solarium. It's like a website, I think, and you can look at where the planets actually are. You'll see that the moon is actually in Virgo with the sun. So is Mercury. It's retrograding there. Um, I'm curious to hear how Mercury retrograde is treating anyone. So if you want to drop it in the comments of this Facebook live, or you can always, you know, join, join the group. If you're listening to this on the podcast, it's called yoga plus astrology. And I always link it in the show notes. Um, it's a good time. And so what we've, what I've found is like 
I'll just be like doing something and suddenly feel the urge to organize that thing. Like, um, I don't know. So I'm in my yoga therapy training and I had one again two weeks ago. And so like while I was in the training, I was like, I'm going to finally organize all my like paperwork and like binders for the, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's been on the to-do list forever. And finally I was just like, I'm doing this right now. Or so you might, you might experience that where you're like doing something and you're like, this really needs to be organized. And so you feel like taking the time or something happens where, where you're kind of like forced to, um, I have heard that experience from some folks like, um, had like a water leak, you know, or something and it forces you to, um, then take everything out and put it back in all clean and organized, you know? So, so things like that, that's a mercury retrograde thing happening. And so we have that adding on to the energy. We have all this. So I think I was describing this on last week's podcast episode, or maybe it was in a recent Facebook live. I don't know. Sometimes I forget where I said what, um, or if I just was telling it to a person, but, uh, at the fall time. So I've seen all these, you know, also Western astrologers, mostly posting things that are like, we have six planets in retrograde, ah, doom and gloom, all this retrograde. And I'm like, dude, it happens every year that we have like around this time. And so that just kind of adds in with Ayurveda, what Ayurveda says that like, as we're, you know, so springtime, kapha season is like a time for everything to burst forth, new life, new stuff, new things happening, lots of newness to that time of year. And then summer, you're just kind of all over the place because now you have all this new stuff and you're doing all this stuff, right? Pitta season, like high energy, high vibe, that's summertime. And then fall is Vata season. And it's like the winds of change are coming in, which from a meteorological, you know, weather standpoint, that's like, that makes sense because we have the warm fronts, the warm air that's already here and the cold fronts are coming in and that causes wind. And so we see that like atmospherically, right? We see the winds of change coming in. Um, I was just on a hike yesterday and I saw on the ground, we had this big like windstorm on Thursday night. And so on Friday morning I was on a hike and, um, I saw there were like all these green leaves all over the trail. Like the trail normally looks brown cause it's dirt. It's a trail I do a lot. Um, but it was like green, because there were all these green leaves. And so the, the wind had come in and like blown these green leaves all over the trail. And I was like, this is so weird because normally you don't see green leaves on the ground like that. Normally you see, um, they're already like orange or brown or yellow or whatever red, you know, they're like the fall colors, like they turn and then they fall. Um, so I was like, it just felt really like, like a, that's what's going on right now, right? Like we have this Mercury retrograde, like this sort of like let go or be dragged type energy is going on. Like, so like I said, with the, the water leak example to my dear friend who that is going through that, like she had a water leak in her closet. Sorry, I keep using you as an example. Um, and then, so she had to take everything out of her closet and put it back. And that's annoying because who is just making time to just do all that, right? Like we all have other shit going on and, aren't signing up to just do a major overhaul project, but then sometimes you have to, right? So that's kind of like the energy that's going on right now. And like, so I bring that thing up with the leaves. Like that's just a good example in nature. It's like normally, normally at this time of year, yes, the, the winds are coming in, the, the trees are losing their leaves. It's fall. Like that's what we see. And the, and in my opinion, the, um, 
the orange and red fall colors we see are like, from an Ayurvedic perspective, that's what happens when you have an overaccumulation of pitta, right? And then it just like burns out, kind of fizzles out. And that's, that's a really good way to understand the overaccumulation of pitta energy, the fiery heat energy that comes from summer, and then we move into Vata season. So that's a really big underlying energy going on right now. And so I bring all this up before I talk about the new moon because it's important because we have Mercury retrograding in Virgo, um, where the new moon is happening, which means the sun's there. Venus just moved there. Hold on. Let me pull up my notes. Venus moved there, I believe yesterday. Um, but I'll tell you for sure. So, um, yeah, today, today Venus moves in. I think it's actually over tonight around the same time that the new moon or the moon is moving into Virgo. So as of today, I believe the moon is still in Leo and tomorrow, both Venus over tonight, both Venus and the moon will have moved into Virgo. And so all this is important. So before I get into talking about the new moon, I feel like it's important for y'all to know just kind of what, what this other stuff happening is and what, what it kind of means energetically. Right. So that's what, with the Mercury retrograde in Virgo, that, that water leak example. And then also the leaves, the green leaves on the ground. It's like, this one's just a little extra forceful. You know what I mean? This Mercury retrograde. So normally Mercury retrograde is a time, you know, it happens like three to four times a year. So it's, it's something that's common. So that's why I'm like, you don't need to be scared of it. It happens all the time. It's okay. Um, so, um, and Mercury is Mulchacone in Virgo, which means it's at its strongest of any place it could be. Um, so it, it does really well in Virgo. And so Mulchacone is a Vedic astrology concept where like, um, usually what happens is a planet, most planets rule over two signs and whatever is the later one in the, Vir- in the, in the Virgo in the Zodiac is the one that it will be Mulchacone. It will be at its strongest. So it's kind of like the most evolved placement of that planet, if you will. So like, for example, Saturn rules over both Capricorn and Aquarius and it's so it's strong in Capricorn but it's even stronger in Aquarius because that comes after Capricorn in the zodiac right so it's like there's this evolution thing that's happening throughout the zodiac and so as the planets move throughout that they become stronger it's kind of like an you know like an iterative process as you move later through the process you become better at it the more you know what I mean so that's kind of the idea so um planetary strength is calculated in a few ways. And one of them is speed of the planet. And so as planets go retrograde, they actually, what's happening is they're getting stronger. It's called Chestabala in Vedic astrology. And so, so the slower they move, the stronger they are, which is why Saturn in general is stronger, has stronger effects than Mercury because Mercury, aside from the moon is the fastest moving planet fastest moving celestial body. So it's relatively like weak, like, like its effects aren't, they they might be impactful on the day to day, but they're not super impactful on the trajectory of your life in the way that Saturn is. So when planets go retrograde, they just get stronger. So that's what I think is a, a common misconception about retrograde is that people maybe think that the planet gets weaker and that's why we're experiencing different effects. It's actually the effects of that planet get stronger. So if you're experiencing like bad stuff going on with whatever that planet rules over, um, those effects are just going to get stronger. If you're experiencing good effects, they're going to get 
stronger also, right? So that's the idea. Didn't mean to make this a Mercury retrograde episode, but it feels very important because it's it's causing a lot of what we're experiencing right now, I think, from what I hear from people, just feeling busy, feeling like reorganizing everything, um, kind of doing this deep purging clean out type process. That's that's going on with the Mercury retrograde. And so it's important because the new moon is happening where that is. And so let's talk about Venus now before we get all the way into the new moon. So Venus is moving into Virgo and Venus is at its weakest in Virgo. So Venus rules over love, creativity, relationships. And so it's debilitated in Virgo, which means the effects of Venus aren't super good. And so that sounds scary. I don't like to sound scary with these kind of things. Um, so we think about Mercury being at its strongest and that, so that can be bad. So Venus being weak can, it doesn't have to be bad, right? Um, so same thing with Mercury being strong is not necessarily good. Like if you're having trouble with communication or organization, that's going to become extra poignant right now. And you're going to be like forced to do that kind of like with the leaves, the green leaves on the trail example, I, I brought up like, um, totally a let go or be dragged energy basically is, is that's what that made me think of. Um, and so, so yeah, so that's, what's kind of going on right now with the fall equinox. We're moving into Vada season we're moving into, it's time to shed let go or be dragged. And so Venus quickly, before we get into the new moon, um, it, it just, so when you bring like this organized structured energy of Virgo to the qualities of Venus, sometimes like I hear often creative folks, they're like, no, I don't like structure. Like I don't want to be structure, you know, like, um, so in fact, this is why I asked, I hope you watch this. Um, Miriam, sorry, I believe it's Miriam. Somebody who said, um, Saturn retrograde in Pisces in the birth chart. And I was like, that's why I asked, I was like, well, why do you want structure and routine? Do you feel like your life needs it right now? Is it coming to a head where you're like, oh, that's what I need and it's coming from inside you? Or do you feel like you need structure and routine because a lot of folks tell you structure and routine is like the way to go, right? So that's kind of the idea with Venus and Virgo. It's like, applying structure and routine to something that maybe needs to be a little more free flowing and feminine and, you know, whatever it, it just might not feel so good. Like, you know, but sometimes, and so it's like, but sometimes that's okay. It's just a phase, right? You know, it can also, it could also be helpful. It could be helpful to apply that structure and routine and organization for a little bit. Um, but it might come with some growing pains. So that's kind of the idea of Venus and Virgo. So, so those kind of things applied to your relationships, not just intimate partner relationships, but also your relationship to creativity, your relationships, business relationships, especially. Um, yeah, so that kind of stuff is going on right now while Venus is in Virgo. That will last the next few weeks. But then, so we have this new moon happening in Virgo with all this other stuff. So that means the sun's there. Mercury is retrograding there. Venus is there. Let me see if there's anything else real quick. Nope, that's it. Um, but it's also being aspected by Jupiter, which is over there in Pisces, which is also retrograding. So that's what I mean. Like Jupiter's retrograding. We just have all this like turn inwards, release kind of energy going on. And a new moon 
is normally like a set new intentions energy to like, what are you going to bring in, um, with the new moon? So that's a little weird. That's a little bit. So just off gate, the intention I might suggest setting is like the intention of what you're going to shed, what you're going to let go of over the next, you know, six months to make space, um, for when it does become springtime and like the spring equinox, when it does become that time, what do you want to have space for in your life? So maybe you're thinking that far ahead. What are you wanting to create space for? And what can you let go of now to make space for that thing? So that's kind of the idea with the intention. So let's talk about the nakshatra, the lunar mansion that this new moon is happening in. So it's in Virgo and I've just discussed everything else happening in Virgo. Um, And in fact, all those other planets at the time of the new moon will be in the same nakshatra, which is Uttara Falguni, which spans over Leo and Virgo. So it brings a little bit. So this is just my personal observation. Not, I don't know that necessarily all astrologers would agree with this, but in my opinion, from what I've seen, nakshatras that span over two signs. So some of them are completely contained within one sign and some of them kind of bridge. So they're not like one-to-one ratio with the signs. Some of them overlap. And the ones that I've seen overlap tend to bring in qualities of both of the signs. And the ones that um, are completely within one sign typically are just magnified expressions of some of the qualities of that sign. So that's what I've seen. And so we have this still a little bit hanging on of Leo energy, right? So, and that's kind of like what we see, this accumulation of Pitta, like I said, like, so here, just weather-wise in the Asheville area where I live, it was like 85 degrees on Wednesday. And then on Thursday we had a cold front. And so on Thursday it started out like warm in the morning like that. Like it was like, you know, pushing 80 in the morning. And then it like throughout the day as the cold front came in, it was dropping into the fifties. And so that's kind of like, it might not be happening like that where you live, but you probably have that experience. Like you've seen, there's like a meme that goes around the internet. I see like, um, I see it every year around this time. It's like, oh, the temperature went from 90 to 55. Like it saw a state trooper. You know what I mean? Like, so that's kind of the idea. That's like, to me, that's like an expression of Uttara Falguni. As we move from Leo, ruled by the sun, into Virgo, um, ruled by Mercury, um, more earthy energy. So as we move, make that transition from Vada, or sorry, Leo, or Pitta season to Vada season, as we make that transition, that's, that's kind of the energy. And in fact, Uttara Falguni is ruled by the sun. So it's like, we're moving, we're having this like accumulation of Pitta and then we're moving into Vata season. And there's this very much this energy of like, like, or be dragged because of everything going on. Right. Um, so yeah, it's time. And I've had that experience too. So lately, so, and I think I keep hearing that from people that it's like, we're having this accumulation, like it's too much. You're being forced to let go of something, whether that's like physical items because you're doing a deep purge or like situations, right? Like that's coming up a lot right now. And um, so just a couple other notes about Uttara Falguni I will bring up. And so it doesn't look like anybody has joined me live. I thought it might be a bad time. For Facebook Live, usually, like, I had a lazy morning, and then I was like, I should have done it earlier. 
Um, or maybe people aren't even awake yet. I don't know. I wake up at like 6am every day, no matter what, because my kids, um, so, um, oh, also I should bring up K2 and Swati, which was the last episode, last week's episode on the podcast, um, is also very much that let go or be dragged type energy. Um, and so I, I covered that last week on the podcast. Um, so I was just saying that because I was going to do some live readings, but I haven't seen anybody join me live. So, um, that's okay. If y'all have questions in the Facebook group, or if you're listening to this on the podcast later, feel free to join in the Facebook group and find the live video. So just find me, like you'll see all the announcements at the top of the group are all for me, Rosemary Holbrook. That's me. Um, and you'll see my picture in front of a waterfall. That's me. So you can click on my profile in the group and you'll see the live is like probably my most recent post, unless I post something again between the time you listen to the podcast and now. And so if you have questions, if you want to question, ask a question about your sign, I'm happy to do that. Um, but then also note, I will be recording on my lunch break from my training today, the sign by sign for the membership. And I'm going to set the membership at the current offering to expire at the end of the new moon phase. So that will be about Monday night. I think I haven't looked specifically, but I'm pretty sure the moon will be moving into its waning crescent phase, or sorry, waxing crescent phase on Monday, probably. And so I'm going to set the membership to expire. I've been talking about this. So in the membership, you get bonus podcast episodes every week. You get access to the weekly classes that I do, the weekly, I just once a week, a flow class to kind of do with this energy and the new moon circle, which will be tomorrow at 10 a.m. So you get access to all of that, the classes and the, um, the new moon circles are available for drop-in if you go to yogiscopes.com slash classes. And so for the new moon circle, you would just quick click um, workshops at the top. There's like two tabs. So the classes are on one tab and workshops. The new moon circle is considered a workshop. So um, it's tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We will have our new moon circle where we do some yoga practice, some facilitated journaling, and then we have time to share and check in with our ultra supportive community. Love y'all. So, um, I have added a lot of stuff to the membership since I started it about a year ago. And so it's always been open. Like you could just join anytime, but I'm closing it because to focus on promoting it and that kind of stuff, I, um, haven't had time to make some of the backend improvements that I've wanted to make since I started it. And so I'm closing it down and I've added so much stuff on that I'm like, okay, we need to have tier levels. So there's going to be one tier for just the bonus podcast episodes. There's going to be a second tier for if you want the bonus podcast episodes and the yoga classes. And there's going to be a third tier that's going to include um, direct access to me, which so, so this stuff is all currently included, right? So um, you'll have direct access to me. You can like tech literally text me anytime. Um, and it's like a group text with the other members, but you can also send me a direct message if you don't want to hear. Um, and I'm just more responsive there. Like you might notice if you message me or something, it might take me a little longer to reply, but I reply right away to those. Um, and I'm going to be adding on workshops in November month, monthly workshops to cover topics that folks have requested of me. So, one of them will probably be a birth chart workshop. Another one will be um, specifically about the moon and nakshatras and how to incorporate that. And then another one will do like a yearly planning 
or the 2023 calendar will come out. You already have access to the 2022 calendar and the membership. So all that's included right now for a very low monthly price. Um, and so if you were to sign up for that before I close it on Monday, you will get access to the highest tier at that low price for the lifetime of your membership. As long as you don't cancel your membership, you'll be locked in to getting everything at that price. But as soon as I close it and reopen it, um, you'll have to pay whatever price, you know what I mean? Like whatever I decide, um, which is not set in stone, but it will be more expensive or, but then you can also, if you don't want all that, you will be able to get access to just the bonus podcast episodes for cheaper. So that's kind of what I'm working with right now. And so I say that because I'd love to have some of y'all join if you've been thinking about it. Now's the time. Um, but then also where I was going with that was, um, we'll have a new moon circle tomorrow and, um, so I feel like I should talk about, I didn't bring up, so a couple more qualities of Atara Falguni and then also what this new moon is, is marking the start of what's called the nine nights of the goddess Durga. So that's, um, called Nav Retreat, not, sorry, I probably did not pronounce it, Nav Navratri. So I'm sorry, y'all. Words are hard for me. Um, so we've been in this ancestor fortnight, which I'd also talked about on the last full moon episode because the last full moon marked the beginning of that ancestor fortnight. Um, and so we're almost to the end of it. So tomorrow marks the end. And then the next day we'll begin the nine nights of the goddess Durga, which is, um, so it always happens. This is how it every year. It's like that full moon, like I talked about on the last podcast episode, marks the beginning of the ancestor fortnight, which is a time to go back, think about your lineage, think about things from your lineage that you want to carry forward, traditions that you want to keep, um, and things that you want to release, perhaps. So it's a time to turn inwards, um, and then the nine nights of the goddess Durga. So of the nine expressions of Durga, and so Durga is the um, the feminine expression of, so, you know, you might know several cultures actually have this notion of a trinity, but Hinduism specifically has this trinity that's like, um, creation, maintenance, and destruction. And so Shiva's destruction, Brahma's creation, um, I could be, I know Shiva's destruction. Sorry. I didn't, it's like early on a Saturday morning. So anyway, so that's the, the masculine, the male, representation of that Durga is the feminine representation of that um and so she has nine forms and so each day of that nine day period or nine night period is um a form an expression of that and so um it also according to the Hindu lunar calendar which is a lot of what we're paying attention to with these new moon and full moon cycles is the Hindu lunar calendar um marks the beginning of winter. So, um, so yeah, so that's like kind of what I've been saying. Like we're moving in, we're moving towards shedding, we're moving towards darkness, we're moving towards, um, the winter solstice, turning inwards, turning earthwards, releasing, being really internal. Right. And so this is just another expression of moving into that energy. And so just a couple more notes about Uttara Falguni. Um, it is represented by the 
back legs of a bed. So Uttara means like ladder, if you ever see this. So we always have Purva and Uttara, different nakshatras. There's three sets of them. So um, Purva is like former, Uttara is like ladder. So um, it also means the the ladder red one is so what that what that uh translates to but so it signifies relaxation and rejuvenation um but it also has this back to work um element to it so it's kind of like like we've been in all this retrograde energy we've been in like okay let's purge and let's restructure and, and review and so this new moon is also a time to say like, okay, we've kind of done all that. What are we going to like put our head down and get back to work? Because also as we're in the fall, like we were noticing on the hike I was on yesterday that like all the animals, the squirrels, the bears and things are more active because they're preparing for winter. So that's kind of part of the energy right now um, is just a little bit ooh, like crazy to prepare for the winter. Um and so there, it has, it's ruled by the sun. So it brings these qualities of, uh, like nobility and generosity, benevolence, charity, that kind of stuff. So as always, that kind of stuff is, is indicated. I think there's a lot of indications that are like good things to do charity and be generous. Like that's the highest ideal anyway. Right. So it's always a good time to do that kind of stuff. Um, so let's just talk about some yoga practices to, work with this energy. So I would say first journal prompts. Um, what are you releasing so that you can put your head down and work towards? Like what are, what is your highest ideal of working towards and what can you release or purge or reorganize to sort of make space for that? And then yoga practices, we will continue on with sort of a theme we've been working with, which is a lot of grounding and, um, working with balance for sure. So join our new moon circle tomorrow. You can drop in. That's another thing. I think if you go to my Facebook profile and you click on it, you'll see, I think I have it in there, yogiscopes.com slash classes. And you click on that one, you can sign up for the new moon. And so if you can't attend live, I, it used to be, you had to join the membership and to get access to the recording, but now you can get access to the recording if you sign up for drop-in, you'll get an automatic email with the recording. Um, so yeah, so since nobody's here live, I hope you'll have a wonderful Saturday. Let me know if you have any questions. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can always join the Facebook group and ask me your questions. So thanks so much for being here. Don't forget to check out that membership if you want to join before I close it because you will get access to a lot of awesome stuff that's about to become more expensive at a cheaper price. So I'd love to see you in there. We have a wonderful community. I'd love to welcome you in as part of it. So yeah, remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars and stay in the light.